Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. I'm Darren Javag, host of the show, and joining me is my co-host, Tina Murray, as always. Hello, Darren. We have another great show planned. In fact, the pre-talk can sometimes be far more interesting than the actual talk. Right, because like pre-show, <laughs> we were like going off on all kinds of tangents. Squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. No, we're it was all good. It was, very it was awesome. animated in this room so today. Good. One of those days. I think it's gonna be good. Yes. I think is. we're gonna need a couple of bottles of wine at the end of the show Absolutely. just to kind of finish up the day. But let's do it. I think we were so. talking scotch, actually. On the I, okay. I've never yes. had scotch before. No. No. Okay. 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 Anyways, squirrel. Up. So who's with us? <laughs> Today on the show, we have Jim Defcott and Natalie Picard. They are here to talk to us about collaborative divorce. And so you both have been on the show before. So please just introduce yourselves to our audience. Uh, so hi, thanks very much for having me back, guys. Great to be here. I love, uh, you know, love talking to you both. It's great to have Natalie, who's a colleague in the uh, collaborative uh, you know, in the collaborative regime with me here. It's great. Uh, Natalie and I have worked together many, many times. And we work really well together. Yes, we do, I'd say. And so, uh, yeah, wonderful to be here. Good to see you uh, here, Nat. And Jim, your firm, company name? I thought I was going to tell you that later, but I'll tell you <laughs> now. You. I love you. get two plugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I work with Low Merchant Radnoff in Ottawa. I am a partner, and I'm the head of the family law group there. Natalie. Yes. Hello. Thanks for having me as well. I'm Natalie Picard. I'm the co-founder of Alt Divorce. Uh, I'm a collaborative lawyer. I'm also a mediator and a non-adversarial lawyer. Fabulous. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. Yeah. We want to talk about lots of different things. What is the theme for today's? So we're really talking about collaborative law. Um, but also we want to sort of throw in the whole gray thing. You know, we love that term, the gray divorce, because <laughs> it is a hot topic. It is a hot topic. And it's definitely something that's far more. I think I, you guys would know more, but now, right now coming post COVID, there's a lot of people it's that have realized, yeah, yeah, they've been together with their spouses for a year and a half and nobody else. And it's time to end it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah it's, point blank it's, kind also, of way. it's also a situation that occurs, you know, when retirement for mm. a spouse comes and you know where they've been living in a sense separated part of their time right, right. and then all of a sudden they're together all the time and mm. all of a sudden it's like hmm i'm not sure i'm getting along with this person or i'm not sure i'm finding them to be quite as compatible as i thought mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. that's absolutely uh, where we see this stuff yeah. it is speeding up the process <laughs> It's kicking, it's bringing the exits up really fast, mm-hmm. you know, for people because it's compounding the amount of time that they're spending together and realizing, you know, maybe this isn't where they want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is with COVID, I found was it makes you understand your health, possible health issues and your mortality, mm-hmm. right? Because it gets people thinking, well, if I died in the next couple of years, is this what I want to be my legacy? Is this mm-hmm. the legacy I'm going to have with my partner? So they're like, maybe I don't want that anymore. Right. Yeah. So I, I absolutely had a client exactly <laughs> in that position, you know, not that long ago. And mm-hmm. Basically came and said, you know what? Not getting younger, <laughs> not having this anymore, not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Gotta get, gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, you, one can empathize with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. I had a 68 year old client come to me and he said, you know what, Natalie? Um, it's never too late to be happy for the rest of your life. Wow. And Ooh, that's a profound statement. Yeah. And he was, um, and we, we did the separation. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't collab because the other lawyer wasn't trained. Um, and he met somebody six months later and came in to do his will. And he was, he was adamant that never, never again would he meet somebody or wanted somebody yeah. in his life. Yeah. Um, and I was really chuckling when he came to do his will. And it was so sweet. And he said to me, you know what, Natalie, I've been the happiest in six months than I ever was in 35 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I have goosebumps when yeah. I mm-hmm. talk about yeah. that well, situation. That's it's mm-hmm. more it's more than just a statement. It's an actual story in a person. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the yes. difference mm-hmm. when you're telling you're telling the story of someone and you use the words that you're using about where they're going in their life and mm-hmm. how they feel it fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's different than just saying, well, you're going to feel fulfilled. You'll feel better at the end of the process. You'll mm-hmm. feel this, this, you know, mm-hmm. when you can relate it to an actual person, that's mm-hmm. where the goosebumps come mm-hmm. because you're yes. like, wow, somebody's reinvented themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And, so, and we make a difference. Yes. Right. I make a difference. I yeah. made a difference with that process. Yeah. yeah. And Jim you, and I, when we work together, we make a difference. You do. So let's talk yeah, about the process. Say, you know, let's jump on I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Great minds. Great minds. Okay. So let's talk. Let, let's speak about um, a collaborative process, collaborative divorce. What is it? What do people need to know about it? So it is a in, it's a formal negotiation process, and it's founded on the signing of a participation agreement by the parties and the lawyers who are basically saying we are not going to go to court we are going to resolve our issues between us in this process okay right it's it's an interest-based process and so we're focused on people's interests we're not talking about winning and losing we're not talking about you know getting over somebody else we're talking about finding a resolution that works for them for the family and that family may be you know it may be two elders you know two elder folks or it might be you know, young people and, and children. And so, and it's a really flexible process because, uh, you know, we're involving ourselves, but we're also very often we're involving other team members, financial professionals and family professionals, family relations professionals uh, who help us with the parenting or the emotional stuff, the family professionals do, and financial professionals who help us with the financial side. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, each partner has their own lawyer, correct? Mm-hmm. So they're still being advocated for by one individual who does not represent the other party correct correct okay that's a distinction that's correct unlike uh mediation or um Mm -hmm. all divorce yeah right okay so but of course the other thing we should say well it's a distinction darren is that you know the beauty of this process is that we you know with that agreement we're able to talk to each other so uh-huh. I can I can I can be talking to the other side mm-hmm. if I can use that word, and I can be saying you know I completely understand where you're coming from, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and by the way, you're right about this thing. Um, and my client should not be sitting there saying, Jim, you're like wrecking my you know my, my vibe here, you're wrecking my whatever. thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. where's your sword? Where's your shield? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I warn my clients, 100%, 100%, yeah. you know what, if you expect me to be nasty to your spouse, you're not at the right place. Um, because if your spouse 
or if your spouse feels that he or she is respected by me, we'll get more. We'll get much more in the negotiation. Mm-hmm. You get more with honey. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, and uh, it's just a wonderful process. It's, it's, and also it can involve um, gay people, people who are transitioning. It, it, it can involve uh, somebody like the last show we talked about, uh, Melissa being involved in the process. Mm-hmm. as a communication specialist a, exactly right. a communication right. communication specialist yeah. well the beauty right. of it is that it's quite adaptable right and and we have other professionals who are you know i i called ally professionals so mortgage brokers for example uh you know financial professionals mm-hmm. uh and so those folks all have some basis of understanding and so when we're looking let's say we're talking about selling the house you know we can go to a collaborative professional who is going to help you sell your house, right? Or right. Can, you know, no, mm-hmm. they're not going to get involved in the negotiation per se, but they're. But we have these allied groups, mm-hmm. these allied professionals who help us, you know, help people through the process, right? Now you made a comment actually, Natalie. I'm curious, but you have to be properly trained. Mm-hmm. So lawyers have to be trained, and everyone in the process has to be trained. Is that correct? That's correct. That's okay. correct. Everybody who's in the negotiating team has to have. Mm-hmm. collaborative formal collaborative training mm-hmm. and right. that collaborative training is done by the provincial or the local collaborative groups you know through, around the mm-hmm. province so we're all on the same page right, right. and that's the beauty we're yeah. we're all coming from the same place mm-hmm. yeah. um that's one of the beauties of so it's non-adversarial that's correct right mm-hmm. and as lawyers that's what you advocate for is to say, you know what, we're going to, we're not going to do a high conflict divorce here. Right. How, when you feel conflict coming, how do you address that? Cause obviously in any divorce, regardless of how well the, the partners get along, there's conflict. You can't avoid that. No, so can't. how do you deal with that in the collaborative practice? So we need to say that, you know, this is not a, a, a process without conflict. Okay. Right. In fact, to me, it is ideally the best process where there is conflict because we have appropriately trained professionals, we have appropriately trained people, you know, to help manage that conflict. And so we have a bunch of training about how do we manage impasse? How do we handle conflict? What, you know, how do we communicate in a way that is not going to result in us higher conflict. turning into, into a bigger conflict, right. right? We have that training right? and, and it's, you know, when it, when it works, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, that is not to say that we never find ourselves in impasse. We do find ourselves in impasse often. And then it's, you know, then sometimes we're doing, we're talking in what we call dyads or triads. So, you know, we're having conversations amongst professionals. We're having conversations with our clients and the lawyer, you know, that person's lawyer. We're having conversations perhaps, you know, in with the financial professional and the clients or so we can break it out a little bit. Right. And have different people talking about different things at different mm-hmm. times. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all bring it back together in the group meetings, mm-hmm. in the team meetings. So what would be the advantage to someone going with collaborative divorce versus one of the other processes? Um, effectiveness. It's much more effective. It's much more cost effective. It's much more time effective. Um, versus the adversarial. Oh, exactly. Oh, versus yeah. the adversarial. Okay. There's, there's yeah. no... Com- I'm biased and so is Jim, but um, we really like this process and we find that it works best. It's if 
if we could do it, every family should have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes when you're comparing to mediation, it's the cost factor because mediation might be less expensive, but it might not work. Yes. Right. Yeah. But okay. speaking of cost, I know that there might be a misconception out there that collaborative is more expensive because, well, I'm paying, there's going to be two lawyers and there's going to be, uh, you know, a financial and it's a communication. So there's all this extra people in the room. So what do you, what do you say to people who ask that question? It's less expensive because well, for example, typically I would describe it as cost efficient, oh, Okay. <laughs> right? I would describe it as cost efficient because, you know, you're using the right professional for the right mm-hmm. thing. Right. And what you're doing is you're avoiding, you know, things being problems in a meeting in advance you're talking about the things that are going to cause us difficulty Hmm. in advance we're planning for those things we're talking about how do we get through that Mm -hmm. how do we resolve that issue right and we're not even talking about the substantive issues at this point you know so melissa and i are going to be talking about debriefing uh you know for the collaborative group the provincial collaborative group next month and that's part of the conversation it's like okay you know what we aren't just going to walk into this thing unprepared. You know, Melissa will have spoken to um, people in advance to tell us a little bit about the dynamic, right? And then we're going to sit there and we're going to say, oh, well, this guy has, you know, some uh, some addiction history. Okay, we got to talk about how we manage that. Oh, uh, this person is really feeling, you know, uncomfortable. They're way behind uh, or they don't understand the finances. Well, so, you know, Darren's going to talk to that person. Right. And help them and help catch them up Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. we start to have the conversation Mm -hmm. so that they're not sitting there going, what? What are you talking about? I didn't know that. Right. 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 That's the beauty. Right. Is that it's planned. It's it's so, yes, there's a cost. You and I talked about this. We had, you know, we had the Mm -hmm. thing about cost of the process Mm -hmm. a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. On this show. Yes, it costs. But it's cost efficient. right? Right. And it's way less expensive than court from a, you know, from a experiential perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've done them both for Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. right? Way less expensive, Mm -hmm. right? There's no comparison. No, one of the things Mm -hmm. I liked that was brought up during my training actually was they were talking about interests and getting at interests and being able to uh, communicate everything that is important to you in this process. Whereas compared to, let's say, litigation and being in front of a judge, you're waiting on time to get in front of the judge. You're, mm. wait, you're trying to pass messages between yourself, your lawyer, and their lawyer back to that person. And, you know, the, the paper example, I don't know if you've seen it before, but one of the uh, trainers, they fold, uh, fold. they fold the paper and they're saying, you know, in uh, the collaborative process, you have this whole sheet of interests and, and concerns and values that you're trying to get on the table. You've done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're using litigation, you then take all this information and you pass it to your lawyer and you fold the paper in half. And then that your lawyer understands the half of what you're telling them. And then that paper gets folded in half again when they pass it to the next lawyer. And that lawyer only hears one quarter of the That's page. Excellent. Right. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets to the other recipient, which is your ex-spouse, your soon-to-be ex-spouse, that fold it's been folded again, which is one eighth of the paper. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it gets to the judge, it's one sixteenth. 
So do you want to deal with all the issues at a table together and have everything on the table? Or do you want to deal with one sixteenth of your page? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I that's an amazing that. visual, right? Yeah. So that's what I love about collaborating. Yeah. So, I'm going to use that. Give me a hijack. I can. <laughs> well, no, that's so great. Let, well, me, yeah. let me just bring it back to the creative war still, because, you know, the, I, the reason we want to have this conversation, I think, is mm -hmm. because we see this as an ideally suited for helping older people, mm -hmm. you know, who are, you know, who gone, you know, had the job, they're into retirement, you know, to do, to resolve their things, you know, when there's, you know, when they've found out that, you know what, the relationship's not going to last any longer. It's an ideal process, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, to the cost effectiveness. Second of all, you know, many of these people are saying, look, I don't want to have a crappy relationship, you know, or, you know, I don't want to, you know, leave this, you know, this marriage that we've had, you know, we had kids together or we had, you know, whatever. There's going to be grandchildren. There's going to yeah, be exactly. all these things. I want to go you, to the wedding. You know, right. Yeah. I want to go to the wedding with, with you. So how do we, you know, how do we make that transition, uh, you know, less difficult, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so to me, this process is ideal for that kind of a situation. I mean, I don't, and I, I, I totally me. agree. I think mm -hmm. from, and we've, we've spoken about processes before because there's what some people refer to um, loosely as a kitchen table agreement, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. where there's, you just go in front of a lawyer and, and have it rubber stamp because you have an agreement. Then you, you know, there's other processes that move up to mediation, enhanced mediation, which be, might be another step up from that and then collaborative process. So, when we're looking at those different models, right? Would you say that the higher up that chain you get, the, the, the more, the longer amount of time, the more amount of cost, the more amount of conflict and happens. the less amount of control. That's mm -hmm. the key. Ah, mm -hmm. that's, that's, and, and who's driving, who's the making process. the decisions and yes. who's driving the process in the non-adversarial, non-traditional, whatever you want to call it, mediation or collab. And we're talking about collab it's the clients that are driving the process not right. the lawyers right. um they're making the decisions they're doing their own negotiation mm. we're coaching them yes. we're giving legal advice at any point um we can say okay do you want to talk to me okay so we're going to leave the room and i'll provide legal advice jim will provide legal advice then we come back together and the clients drive the process. Yeah. They I negotiate. What would you say to a client that's looking to use this process, but they're worried about their soon-to-be ex-partner hijacking the process and trying to take control of it? Well, so, uh, you know, different personalities, but I would be saying, okay, so we should be thinking about including, as we usually do, a family relations professional who is going to help us manage that dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be the, the process manager, yeah. right who's going to help us with you know making sure that everybody gets an opportunity to speak making sure that the interests all the interests get put out on the table it's right. respectful it's dignified right. exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I, I think as mature people you know we want that well, most of the time right we yeah. want to be respected we want to respect other people we want to have a dignified end to something right so i think that having that type of process is is important for everybody, but it's certainly far less damaging mm -hmm. on the relationship mm -hmm. than a court process, an adversarial right. process. Cause basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to tear the other person apart. You're trying to win, win, lose. Right. right. And, and that, to me, this is the, you know, the conversation I've been having since early on in my career, you know, when I have said, look, the adversarial process is not great for families. 
Right. Right. I mean, yes, there are times when it's necessary, you know, completely understand that, mm -hmm. but you know, it ain't great for relationships. It ain't great for families, which is how I ended up moving into this, you know, more consensual dispute kind of a, uh, an ideal, right? So mediation, collaborative, right? Helping people resolve their differences without tearing apart, you know, any, any sense of dignity or any sense of, uh, you know, of some kind of relationship going mm -hmm. on, going forward. Right? right. Okay. So somebody is using wow. the process mm -hmm. and they say, that's it. I'm done. I'm not using this. I'm not getting my way. I want it. What prevents them from doing that? And is everything lost? Well, what we do is um, we would probably separate and I would talk to my client and I would be very honest about what's the alternative. Mm -hmm. How expensive is the alternative? Yeah. Um, how destructive is the alternative? Uh, often it's a threat. Right. And you in collab, we don't use that threat. Right. Uh, we don't, we don't, because it's off the table, right? We're not That's the agreement. threatening. Partici exactly. Agreement. We're not using the threat of court, yeah. but if somebody does or does um, sort of indirectly, then I, if it were my client, I would talk to my client and right. I would be very real because I find sometimes adversarial um, professionals don't tell you what the alternative yeah, is. What the <laughs> What the other side of this uh, mess is yeah, going to yeah. look like. How yeah. expensive right. it's going to be. Right. How And on another show, I was saying, you know what? You want to go to court? The kids are going to have a therapist. The dog's going to have a therapist. Yeah. The, the spouses are going to, everybody's going to have a therapist. Everybody's going to hate each other. Mm -hmm. And it's going to cost a fortune, a hundred thousand each. And oh, by the way, there's no trial in that. Mm -hmm. And people, when you talk to people that way, um, it makes it real. Right. It makes, and they, okay. And your day in court, yeah. the judge is never going to say, oh yeah, she's the idiot or he's the idiot. That doesn't happen. No, right. yeah. no. What about if they say, well, I'm going to just take my ball and go away. And I'm going to take all this nice information you just provided me with, and I'm going to give it to my new lawyer. So you talked about the participation agreement a second ago, and that's mm -hmm. exactly it. This is the the benefit of having the participation agreement is that it sets out the parameters, right? It tells us if you're going to withdraw from the process, here's how you have to do that, right? It's a contract, so it's binding and it's enforceable, right? So you have, this is how you have to do it. And by the way, the information that you share that is otherwise discoverable in court is otherwise admissible is going to be available in that process anyway, right? Right. It's so yes, it's private in the sense that what we share doesn't get you know, distributed and isn't available to the public to go and look at as it is in the court process. Mm -hmm. Right. Ooh, good point. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. It's not. Yeah. Practice. You want to see my financial statement? You know, uh, yeah. Exactly. If, I, if, I'm in a, if I'm in a family law matter. that's another yeah. reason because it's private and also your assets. It's all private. You know, wealthy people in court, everybody can just get their information. But with collab, no. Oh mm -hmm. my word! That's a light bulb moment not, right there. Not, that. not available. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that I can find out about people about their 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 property, right? It's easy, and I I'll pull the reports on clients and say, you know, here, how did you find that out? Or I'll pull it. Somebody's looking to buy a house. I'll pull that report and show it to the person who's looking to buy this house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is all. Public, public public information i just have i just can get have, it much have easier access, yes. you have to walk down to the land registry office and pay for it and i mm -hmm. can get it much easier but it's all public knowledge right. i didn't realize that when you go to court 
your finances, fine, everything. Whoa, everything. that's you're a watershed me. moment for me. The whole story, man. Holy cow. She cheated, yeah. he cheated, or yeah. this happened, or yeah. that happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think you've given I, her some gossip for the weekend to <laughs> talk about. Right? Did How can I find that information? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no, but, anyway, but, sorry, sorry, but yeah, going back like, to the question, totally. which was, yeah. so there's a participation agreement, and it talks about what the process is, and it also talks about what's available and what's not. Okay. And so that's absolutely a part of the conversation, right? You, you, one can say to one's client, so you know, right, that first of all, you got to go through this withdrawal process. And second of all, you know, some of this information is going to be available, but some of it ain't. Some of it's not going to be available. Right. Right. And so that's a disincentive, right? And that's exactly part of what we tell people when we talk about why should you use collaborative? Because there's a disincentive for people to simply pull walk up, away. Take, right. take their ball and go and go home. Right. Right. Skin in the and game. you have to start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And with new, new lawyers. lawyers. I know yeah. that. I knew that one. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> it's listen. interesting because I just had a colleague who, you know, sent me a note. Uh, these and it's elders. These are two older people. Right. In fact, it's not just you know, a collaborative, a collaborative separation for these people, they've already been separated. Now it's a, a review. We're now at a place where he's, he's retiring. And, you know, and so I said, collaborative, let's do collaborative to my collaborative colleague. And he comes back and says, well, you know, can we not, maybe not mm-hmm. sign the agreement? And I said, well, there you'll, you'll lose all of the advantage mm-hmm. right. that the, the, the agreement provides. First of all, it allows us to have conversations together without risking, because I'm not supposed to be talking to the other side if I'm in a, in a, in a standard process, right? right, in an adversarial process. I can't talk to this. I got to talk to the lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. So I lose that. I lose the ability to protect that information. I lose the ability to have that withdrawal. I lose the ability to say, no, certain information is going to be between us only. Right, right. I lose all those things by not signing the participation agreement. So mm-hmm. sure, I can negotiate with you in, in any context you like, right? But I don't have that. I don't have the protection of the agreement. Mm-hmm. I have heard that in some circles where I've heard some um, lawyers say mm-hmm. uh, collaborative light, mm-hmm. which I think means no participation agreement. Right. Oh, they yes, it right? does. It's and called cooperative can... negotiation sometimes. And right. Yeah, but same idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they can ke- take out that big stick at any time and say, oh, well, we're going to go to court then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So how do you think the the landscape is changing mm-hmm. right now? Because I know there's been some court change, the courts, are, not the courts, but the, there's been some divorce acts. The divorce acts has changed. Yes. And the Family Law Act has been changed in accordance and, you know, to be in compliance with uh, the changes to the Divorce Act. So that happened this year, as you know. And in I, March. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think we had Jim on the, on the show to talk about that. That was kind of a leading question there. So for both both of you how do you feel about that how do you do you believe that there is change on the horizon do you believe it's coming or is it already here i don't know yes and no you know i mean i had a conversation yesterday with a lawyer you know who basically <laughs> said to me i don't i don't believe in four-way meetings right uh, let's do an exchange of letters and oh. you know let's and let's put our positions forward and it's like really that's was they you, were they a collaborative that's, no, no okay that's what you want to do that's you think that's mm. going to be a great way to manage this problem i said mm-hmm. and so i so i said to him so you understand that i have other legal claims that i might make that i am not proposing to make if we're going to negotiate but if you're going to tell me that we're going to go into a you know essentially an adversarial discussion guess what 
Yeah. You know, I'm bringing my bow um, and arrow <laughs> and my sword and my. <laughs> right. right? Mm-hmm. And so instead of having something where we're talking about narrow issues that can should be easily resolved, we're now getting into a, you know, a much bigger conf, you know, conflagration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that's and that's one of the things I've always liked and appreciated about the collaborative process is if you've got 10 issues in front of you, right? How much energy do you want to spend on all 10 of them? Right. Mm-hmm. Because if six of them are easily worked out right. in the cloud process, you can say one, two, three, four, five, six, done off the table. We're not talking about them anymore. These ones are the next three or four are going to be highly engaging, right? But here's the beauty of it is you still got 90, 90% of your tank left. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you start at number one and you're arguing for a number one, like it's number 10, it's like, by the time you get to 10, you the client's like, just sign the agreement. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, can't I, mean? take it I can't take it. I'm worn down. Settlement yeah. fatigue. Yes. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, okay, I cannot give up one more thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the beauty I find of collaborative. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. let's get mm-hmm. the easy stuff out of the way. Yeah. I remember sitting in a, in a meeting with two uh, lawyers not too long ago, and that's, it, I was amazed at how quickly we went through them. They were like, okay, yeah, yeah, this resolved, this is resolved, this is resolved. And they were going through and I'm like, what's left? <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, we got these last two. And I'm like, okay, but we've Stop only had two meetings with the clients. I'm like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be done in like one month. <laughs> you know, I thought that was- Now, was that no, a collaborative? It, it was a collaborative was case, collaborative yeah. Case. And, and I remember the- the clients were very adamant that well, one of the clients was very adamant that he didn't want it to take a year. Right. And I said, well, I don't have, I said, from, from my discussions, what I understand is typically that the collaborative cases are usually that wrapped up in four to six months is, is kind of like a, a median area, right? Yeah. A little longer if, if depending on people's schedules and stuff like that. And he was like, well, is that good? And I'm like, <laughs> compared to two or three years in court. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? And two I was Two or three or more yeah. or five. Yeah, well, these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, these yeah. days right? yeah. So Darren, so. let's talk a little bit about your role in the collaborative. So you're you're now working with Jim and Natalie, and um you are working for both clients as well, mm-hmm. right? You do work for individual clients in in divorcing yeah. cases, yeah. right? Yeah. But on the collaborative side, you're gonna digest all the numbers. Everybody is gonna openly give you all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell them what to put in, not necessarily tell them what to put in the, in the divorce agreement, but. Well, I, I think what's interesting about my role is, is I'll do the financial disclosure with the clients. And I normally uh, will, I'll encourage people. I say, let's just do a one-on-one. I'm not, and I tell the clients up front, like whether they're together or separate, I, I always say, whatever you share with me, right. I, if it's something that's not going to impact your partner, right. In this process. Uh, then, then you can feel comfortable sharing with me. I might share it with both lawyers so that they understand what some of your challenges are. However, I said, you know, uh, if you disclose something to me that is fundamentally going to impact your partner, like you're hiding money under the mattress, mm-hmm. I tell them flat out, I cannot withhold that information. If you tell me you're stressed because you're worried about your pension being cut in half and you're not sure if you're going to be able to afford things, if you're comfortable with that, I would, I'd recommend sharing it with the, with the lawyers so that they understand where your stress points are. Mm-hmm. So right, that's right. interests. <clears throat> interests yeah. are exactly. Which also comes to someone like a, a <clears throat> divorce coach, right? So right. someone who is a divorce coach, whose phone is ringing in our room right now, because <laughs> she's sitting here watching it. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry. <laughs> Melissa was here taping a previous show and she is 
sitting, still with us, enjoying it, and nodding. And at any rate, um, like you know, those are things obviously that yes, obviously you want to have those conversations with the therapist style of person as well, right? Or oh, have that person. Oh, yes, and I would refer identify that. that. But I want right? I want the clients to feel comfortable enough to not only share the financials with me, sure. but if there's any kind of trigger points yeah. in the financial numbers right. that we can resolve before you know, like before it becomes an issue, mm -hmm. because if it's not an issue, I would, I always say, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to give legal advice. Yeah. However, I would say on, on the financial side, I would just, I would explain how an RSP might be separated. It might, right. might, might be shared. Right. The taxation issues. Yes. If they have a passion for the cottage, which many people do, I, I want to, I want to explain to them some of this, the, the, the challenges with keeping the cottage and giving away the pension. Yes. Right. Because mm -hmm. they're taxed differently. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the conversation. And um, one, one other thing I did want to mention as well is sometimes when I'm in the, the lawyers meetings though, is the lawyers will say, you're going to hear me be very adamant about certain points. I'm not picking a fight my client has expressed a very serious concern about this. So I need to speak very frankly and I have to be a little bit passionate about it because my client expects me to. So, but what I thought was brilliant about that is like, if you already know it's coming, you're like, that's yeah, right? whatever. yeah, whatever. But if you, if it gets sprung on you, you're yes. like, oh, let's, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's have this, yeah. this, this adversarial conversational right. conversation, right? But when you already know about it, you're like, yeah, they're just doing it. They're just, it's just, they're doing it to make the clients feel like they're being heard, right? We call that for the benefit of my client. I will. Yes. You do. And right. I do that with Jim sure. as well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So Darren was talking about caucusing though, just to, just to put some clarity around what, so there is an opportunity for the other, the neutrals to speak to the parties individually and to keep certain things between them. Right. right. Now, of course, the obligation is to say, listen, if there's something, as you say, if there's hiding money or something like that, there's an obligation to say, listen, here's the problem. If we don't talk about that, if we don't address that, right. And there are certain things you're, you, know, you can't do, right. But so there is an opportunity for us to talk to our individual, to the individuals alone, and then to talk about what we're going to share in the group. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, did you? Yeah, no, I just, no, like, I just, I like the whole thought and the concept. And I think it's really, really important for people to understand they have options when going through the divorce process. And, and I assume that most people don't like the adversarial route. I, I'm assuming most people don't, you know, I'm getting divorced. I'm going to go to court and sue their butts off, you know, kind of thing. I, I think that the, the thing is that like when Darren is involved and when other, you know, what do you call neutrals. them? Neutrals. Thank you. Um, are involved. It does make the process go smoother because yeah. I know when Darren's involved in, in when it's not a, when it's less, more adversarial, you know, he's representing one person, right? So he's going to look at the numbers and I don't know if you skew the numbers. You no, know. I don't, I, know I don't skew, but, but I <laughs> will get you're gonna, advice as what's advantageous to their for position. them. Right. Yes. But when you're looking in a neutral position, you're looking at the whole picture and mm -hmm. it just, I think all of us just want to be fair, mm -hmm. I hope, at the end of the day, right? And so I, I just, the, the fact that this process exists is amazing to yeah. me. Which goes you back know? to the question of, of the landscape changing. Yeah. Right? Is it changing? It, are, are more people well, go looking for alternative models than just the traditional? Yes, but not as much and not as quickly as we'd like. Okay. okay. So part of this exercise is to get the word out, right? right. To right. tell people 
why is this a better process and why should you choose it? And hopefully, certainly under the changes to the Divorce Act and the Family Law Act, there is an obligation now on lawyers to describe those alternatives, mm-hmm. right? And to tell people, to encourage people to use alternatives to court. Okay. Yeah, that's the difference. That's the change, yeah. the most significant change, right? And so that's great. And so we actually did a training, you know, for non-collaborative lawyers, uh, non-mediators, uh, kind of from trying to remember, in the spring, I guess it was, mm-hmm. uh, we did that. Uh, and so people are, yeah, so people are picking it up, but there are resistance, uh, areas of resistance. There are people like the guy I was talking about a few minutes ago who just really doesn't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all the about- community, the clients want it. Yeah. Right. They don't know. The problem is like you they don't know what they don't know. Well, they don't know what it's called. They right. know what they want, but they don't know what it's called. They don't right. know mediation people know about, but collaborative, they don't. Right. Um, which is unfortunate. We're, we're trying to get the word out mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. What about co- common law spaces? Does this work? Does it apply? Do you have to be married? 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it applies just like, you know, just like married spouses. The, some of, some of the outcomes are going to be a little different because the, you know, rights and obligations are different in some ways, but yeah, but it's absolutely uh, applicable. Uh, you know, so it, the difference, I guess, is that in a, in a, we have to talk about the fact that in a divorce situation, there is a legal process that has to be engaged at some point to obtain the divorce. That's a legal. Right. Right. It doesn't matter right. what type of process you go through. You yes. still have to yeah, do there's that. There's still, there's still a court application that has to be made. Sure. Right. It's just, you know, done a little differently. It's right. you know, what we call an uncontested divorce. Right. Okay. Right. Whereas you don't have that issue in a, in a, in I got another call. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I got one yeah. last question. I just want to throw this very. I feel uh, like this question quickens- is going to be a whole it, new. It podcast. will be a whole yeah. new podcast. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just setting up. For yeah. I'm, we're I'm we're setting up, up for the sequel. Mm. I'm teeing up for part two. <laughs> right. So, is collaborative? Is the collaborative process only geared towards separating couples or divorce? What else can it be used with? You're you're shaking your head now. Absolutely. So let's talk about. It. Well, it can be used to um, have a, a collaborative, um, a collaborative. Well, marriage contract a, a or prenup. Everybody refers to it as a prenup, but in Canada we call it a marriage contract or a domestic, domestic contract. contract or we or a cohabitation agreement if it's unmarried mm-hmm. spouses. Okay, uh, I'm doing one right now. Uh, you know, and the wonderful thing about that, I'm doing this for two high high worth individuals who are getting who got married uh, a couple weeks ago and we had our first meeting and they came out of that and they said this is fantastic we are so happy right we love this it was great we could have this conversation because you know there's a lot of money involved Mm -hmm. there are some really complicated they both have businesses they're really you know so you know there's some really complicated stuff right and we had some really good conversation about mm-hmm. how to deal with that, yeah. you know, going forward. And we raised this, you know, issues with them that they didn't think about, they hadn't thought about, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And we were able to have this in a really nice, safe, you know, respectful environment. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't a situation where everyone was going, you know, if we don't do this, we're not getting married or, you know, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Or if someone's feeling like, okay, I better sign it or else. Or mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Right. That's some not people, how it works. Some people think it takes away the, 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 the love, love. Yeah. <laughs> and the intimacy, romance. The, the romance of the relationship. Um, but when you're dealing with like millions of dollars, high net worth clients, even I actually recommended this process to, to a client. Um, he's 18 years old. 
inherited money because both his parents passed away. $2.4 million inherited. He's an only child, mm -hmm. right? I, uh, I recommended to his trustee that when he gets into a relationship, that he uses the collaborative model to, to create a, wow. a contract, wow. right? Because his, his first, and he's 18, right? Mm -hmm. So his first comments to me was, well, why would I do that if I love the person? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, let's talk about that. For <laughs> I was already queued up, right? So we went through the whole thing. We spent probably half an hour just on that topic, mm -hmm. even though he's 18. Like, I mean, you know, you're 18. It's a, you know, you're just starting your life, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked through all of his objections of why you want to do that. And by the time we were done, he's his attitude was, why wouldn't I do that? 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And so yeah. let's not forget about estate planning. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. 18, okay, maybe. Going. Okay. <laughs> but again, you know, so in this conversation, you know, we could avoid the situation that I'm now in where I'm doing wills for, you know, a second family. Right. And husband is saying, well, I want everything to go to the all four kids, the, the child of the new relationship, along with the children of the old. And the mom is going, it's all going to my daughter, man. It's all going to my daughter. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, big conversation. Of course, I understand the challenges of that conversation. If we could have had that conversation before they got together and we could have done an agreement that would have talked about what are the, you know, what's our estate planning? What are we, what's mm -hmm. our, what's our, you know, what's our long term goal? Mm -hmm. you know, we Will an estate planning yeah. with collaborative process. 100%. Oh, yeah. God, I love yeah. that. You can do that. Yeah. Okay. And people don't realize there's yeah. so many things you can do yeah. in collab. Yeah. Wow. Good. I like it. I like yeah. it. You just, you just teed, teed us up for the next conversation. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah, the okay. wheels are turning. Sure. Right. The wheels are turning. Well, listen, wow. uh, absolute pleasure to have yeah. the two of you on the show. I think, like, world of, uh, of information, advice, knowledge, it's been amazing talking mm -hmm. to the two of you. Mm -hmm. How do people get a hold of you? Well, so they can get me on my website, which is, you know, Law Murchison Radnoff is, uh, you know, is the firm, but it's lmrlawyers.com. Mm -hmm. And my email is jjeffcott at lmrlawyers.com. Okay. Or they can, you know, go on the firm website and they can find me. Right. Uh, same thing with me, my website, altdivorce.com or npcard at altdivorce.com. Great. Right. And or of course, yeah, right at the clean break. Just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other... Also known as my clean break. That's, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. We yeah. Are, that's correct. Yeah. We have reinvented some of the things that mm -hmm. we talk about. And they can also find us at Collaborative Divorce Ottawa, soon to be. It's now Collaborative mm -hmm. Practice Ottawa. It's going to become Collaborative well. Divorce Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Excellent. It's going to be on there. And they can find Melissa there too. Mm -hmm. Are you there? Uh, I, I'm on there, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Aaron's Fabulous. Apparently, I'm the only one in the room. Well, I was with telling you, you got to join. Law. You got to yeah. be part of the the, the, the fun people. I'm going to <laughs> invite me to the, the next fun one. Club. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, right. we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there because we appreciate everyone listening, and I'm sure they don't want to listen to us just socialize. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, uh, so it's, I'll say thank you everyone for listening today. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.